the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And good afternoon. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The answer. You can be a part of the show at 210-308-8867. You call us at 210-308-8867. Toll free it's 866-308-8867. It's a nice overcast day uh, here at Millburgers. It feels great. It's gray and uh, it just feels nicer today than it did. Yeah, it's better. The gray is kind of a relief after the sun yeah. blasting yeah. again. So we need to know if anybody got any rain. We got. Oh I, yeah, I got flooded in my backyard. Did you? Okay. Well, that forty percent came in my backyard. Just, I, just, oh, it, just man, your was, backyard. The neighbors did. It rained hard over there. Now here at the nursery, and lightning. I, I was scared of the were lightning. Were you? Too. Were you crawling under the uh, bed and oh, doing all that? Oh, that's terrible. Okay. I got a You tray. have a dog. <laughs> I got a trace. <laughs> A trace? What does a trace mean? Uh, <laughs> trace mean it just uh, in, uh, unmeasurable amount, but uh, okay. it was uh, obvious a rain, but uh, there's no puddles or anything. Yeah. Now, here there are puddles, but it's unclear whether they're puddles because they watered or it's unclear whether, because there's like, this is all dry. But uh, anyway, well, 210 308 8867. I had a puddle outside my back door. Oh. Yeah. Was it cute? No, yeah. it's where I went to the bathroom in the middle of the night. Oh, dear. But I'm bummed. Because of all the rain? Yeah. I see. You better have your hand on your... Yeah, where is that? Uh, Al, be on the alert. Oh, that rain was wonderful. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think you're being... The grass say. is greened up and everything. Uh-huh. I think the uh, humidity might be high as well as the sarcasm. It is a little high, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I want to thank uh, Robert, Stevia Robert, as we'll call him now, who came by and uh, was uh, talking about his experience. And he, he asked me if I ever got the Stevia. And they didn't have it at the time, Robert, but they do now. So I'm going to follow your advice. I got two plants. And, yes, you're right. They are kind of spindly. How many plants do you have? Okay, do they have out there? Um, they have maybe ten. Oh, good. Yeah. So if you want some, hurry over. Uh, Robert, I think, Robert, you can call me and tell me your advice. Most of the people I've been talking to who shall remain nameless uh, have said that they tried to grow up but didn't have much luck. Um, I don't know. It sounds like so Robert may have planted it in the uh, spring with tomatoes, mm-hmm. and it's still going well. Oh, good. Is that longer than the people that you know that grew it? Oh, or, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, I think you need to give us some uh Afternoon shade. Yeah, it's set online. Um, 
morning sun afternoon shade. It said in, in climates that are very hot, that does. it would prefer slight afternoon sun or shade. Yeah, so, shade. Uh, yes, are we uh, in climates that are hot? Yeah. Okay. Uh, we we uh, give them the Lisa Lisa recommendation. Morning sun, afternoon shade. <laughs> All right. Well, that's uh, it's interesting. So I'm curious to see. Now it said it. I went online, and this is a national website. It said plant them uh, by seed in the winter. So I don't know if I'm too late. No, that's not. Uh, that's not good for us. That's not us. Okay. They also said that... I don't think they like heat. I don't think they like their temperatures. Yeah. They're South American, but that that can mean anything, depending on where they grow in right, South America. Right, right. On top of a mountain is yeah. cool. Um, so uh, if you've got any stevia experience, you can call me and help me. It's there you go. 308-8867. But it was nice that Rob came by and said hello. We appreciate that. You don't know how much... Nice it is to talk to uh, our listeners out there. So 210-308-8867 or come by Mill Burgers at 1604 and Boulevardy Road. Uh, I was thinking coming over when you mentioned that stevia, yeah. uh, I, I guess I'm going to get blasted. Uh, is uh, Mill Burger sells mint, doesn't it? Yeah, I saw mint out there. Is there mint out there, too? Mm-hmm. Several different kinds of men, I imagine. Uh, probably, I saw. I just saw one. Does I recognize the leaf? And yeah, I think this was spearmint. Does that have the big leaves? Yeah. Or do they all have big yeah. leaves? No, uh, they have different sized leaves. But uh, that's easy to grow, man. Yeah. Uh, and it, and it's it, it takes a little a leaf or two in your in your iced tea. Yeah, to to give it flavor. Yeah, well, that might be good. I could just, I'd pl- I'd plant it close to a patio or some close to the door, back kitchen door, and uh, in and sh- then, then sh- it's spread over your whole backyard and through your neighborhood. There you go. Yeah, and uh, we've often often considered it. It, it spreads like Calvin was talking about. Uh, it would almost fit into the category of our. Um, Sustainable herb. A sustainable lawn? Yeah, and uh, it, w- I know I've mowed it down or cut it and it smells oh, good. Oh, yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Especially if, you, if you're mowing barefooted, which you shouldn't do. No. But you're walking that? on the mitt, or you oh. can walk on it right after you've uh, mowed it. Because it'll. How does it spread? It, underground um, roots. Uh, I don't know if it rises on or not, but. Oh. Uh, it, ha- it it spreads by it clumps, I guess. Yeah, well, it uh, you can go out and then a week later, you, <laughs> it can be it'll be ten feet old growing. Oh yeah, Listen, I had to fill up a whole uh, raised bed. Yeah, it's garden. Not, it's with not from seed. That's it's what I was wondering. No, no, it wasn't from seed. seed. It was just spread. Both uh, upper, uh, I think, on top of the soil and under the soil. Yeah. And did you enjoy yeah. it at all? Or no? Okay. No. <laughs> I mean, you don't need much. Uh, you put okay. your if you use it for cooking or something. I think they generally limit, put it in about a one gallon container, and you get plenty. It keeps it under control. Oh yeah, and uh, you know, I, I like I like a leaf in a in a iced tea glass of iced tea or something like that. Yeah. Or your mint gives juleps. It, gives it, yeah, it gives it that flavor. 
And, so uh, I, there's if, all sorts of kinds of mints. Can you uh, do it without it getting out in the container? Or did you already say that? I. <laughs> Are you safer in a container? Yeah, you're safer in a container. Oh, yeah, you can control it. Okay, that's what I was asking. That's <laughs> yeah, easy to grow, yeah. Now, if it gets out in your grass, yeah, I guess you could use this, use a, a, a herbicide uh, uh, safe for grass. Mm. Oh, okay. I mean, safe for your St. Augustine. But yeah, I, never, I think I let it go like uh, like uh, we did our horse herb. Yeah, well, I don't. I've never had it uh, grow into the. It's more of a always. Uh, my experience has been more of a pioneer plant. If you have open, oh, like the your close to your foundation, or uh, yeah, uh, yeah, of course a raised bed garden or someplace where you. Uh, there's no sod or anything. I never had it spread in the sod, but no, yeah, I I had it spread in the sod in Tennessee where it got plenty of rain. Oh yeah, where you get fifty inches. Of yeah, rain, yeah. Oh, uh, how did yours get in your raised bed garden? I planted a corner of, uh-huh. uh, <laughs> over there for, <laughs> and uh, and it was it, it was spread. one of those one of those yeah. I can I just right now when I think about it, I can't imagine. Yeah, but I, I remember I planted it in a corner, and the next thing I remember was <laughs> trying to figure out how I was going to control it. It was all over the entire bed. What did you use, Roundup? Oh, no. I just used phys- I f- dug it up. Oh, you just dug it up? Yeah. In a raised and, bed, you can do it, yeah. And had luck digging it up? Well, it t- took several. Yeah, it's got you, fibers, uh, really. Yeah, you get you get it all that you think, you, you know, you turn it over and you get the roots and everything. But then, of course, a week later, ten days later, there'll be more coming up. Oh yeah! But it didn't take didn't take a lot of long. It didn't take uh, you know about three three dig ups, and it was done for. What did you just throw it away? <laughs> yeah, yeah, a compost pile. Oh okay. I thought maybe you gave it to the neighbors or something. <laughs> no, it would have been back <laughs> invading my yard if I had done that. Well, so I'm going to try the stevia. So if you've got some advice on growing stevia. Get you, get you some mint. Have you ever grown mint? Um, I don't know. That sounds so dangerous. Dad. Yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a former bamboo. <laughs> yeah. Reco- I'm yeah. in bamboo recovery well, still. Mint is a pleasant invader. Mm. I mean, because, uh, like you say, it smells well, so I could good. Try mint, I could try mint in a container. Yeah. Okay. I might do that. I would, I would say put mint out with your stevia. Okay. In the same area. Okay. So when you go out to harvest your... Stevia. Abundance of uh, stevia blooms. Uh, again. Or, the, I mean leaves. Again, that sarcasm is pretty high there. <laughs> if you can find them. Yeah. After you, the, get a, you get to have mint. After the 40% shower that <laughs> I enjoy. <laughs> yeah. What did Robert... Did Robert say there was... Did he mulch them or anything? Uh, no, he hasn't decided what to do with them yet. He's, oh, okay. He's, uh, I think he said that his brother was also doing it. Looked like they'd be but, real susceptible to wind. Yeah, because they're so tall. He said that he was thinking that uh, he wondered if you buried them a little deep like you do tomatoes uh, to kind of give them, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I would. No, I don't really would. Because there's know, so few, few plants that can put, put up with it. Yeah. You might just have to... 
Just put them in a little sh- sheltered place to start. Okay. Yeah. You know, when you could even make, he could make a little sheltered with a container or two, hmm. two, two boards or something. Yeah. Because it, uh, it has to be more vigorous, develop some vigor, and then, then it'd be more easy to manage. I would put mint around the bottom. Of it. <laughs> he's into this mint. <laughs> yeah, he's he's into green pots. In other words, if it's, if the stevia dies, which he suspects it will, there you go. Uh, that the mint will be there, so I'll have some success. <laughs> and uh, we'll come to the house when you need mint. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to try both. I'll try okay, both and see good, what happens. Good deal. That that uh. I got two uh, nice pots, and uh, they grow some several types of mint over at Peterson's mm-hmm. in, Is that right? in large container, and uh, they put them in the greenhouse uh, every winter, keep them oh, from freezing really? back. Of course, you don't have to. If but, it freezes back, it'll come back. Oh yeah, big time. Okay, but uh, uh, it's always the hit of the greenhouse when when we have tours and everything. Oh, because it smells so good. Oh yeah, and and uh, he they've got a, I think they've got a black mint, that all sorts of kinds of mint, and of course spearmint, and double mint. They got double mint. Do y'all have double mint spear mint. Yeah, he's trying to. I'm trying to grow stevia. He's trying to uh, convince me to go ahead and grow the stevia. Yeah, but put mint all around it. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think his fear is that the stevia will not do well under my. Do you know how many kinds of mint well, y'all have? No, but I can go look. Probably only one or two. Probably one or two. Probably peppermint and spearmint, but I'd have to go put my eyeballs. I think on. I think I saw spearmint. So you know what he's mint takes a lot of water. Oh, but I don't think Stevia likes a lot of water. Exactly. Aha. Uh-huh. So he's setting me up, is he? Uh, well, uh. for failure on one or the other. Yeah, either the mint will dry out or the Stevia will get to. Okay, maybe I'll do them in two pots. Have you grown Stevia? No. Do you Have you heard stories of people that have? I sell a lot of it, but uh, okay. I don't think I've heard anything specific. Ask Mary if she's grown. Is Mary here today? She's, she's here somewhere. Maybe, she, maybe Mary's grown Stevia. She'll talk about it. Even, uh, even if she doesn't, she'll talk she about will. it. She will. She'll tell me. Okay. So 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Boy, What's going on, Trace? Nice peppers out there. Yeah, you do. They are. Yeah, it's a good selection of peppers and tomatoes. And the growing operations listened. So the gallon can selection is getting bigger. Is that right? And the oh, four and a half good. inch selection is getting smaller. They got uh, got tycoon in gallons. Uh, they do, and actually, I do too. So, uh, oh, good. So, remind everybody that you know we're getting to the point. The the trick is to beat the cold weather, and uh, bigger is better. Bigger is better. Yeah, right now uh, you're you uh, reduce the uh, odds you're going to not have a crop by planting these bigger plants. Right, because they should be. Uh, your plants, if you planted them in July, their roots should be pretty well developed and ready for action if we ever get mild weather. <laughs> it's pretty mild today. See, these these plants that are in gallons that he's selling are were planted in July. They did it just when the transplants came available and grown up. So you haven't 
wasted any time. In other words, you've uh, uh, you've de- been developing a large root system in that garland container. Now, we we've talked about ha- uh, the problem with having overgrown plants, uh, plants where where they're in. Even in uh, even in the uh, uh, four and a half inches uh, container, when they get overgrown and start blooming in those four and a half con- inch containers, uh, it kind of stunts them, kind of stunts the fruit, it's but not a, when they're in gallon. Yeah, but it's less. I noticed that it's less of an issue with uh, the Ruby Crush and the BHN 968. They seem to. Oh yeah, they'll yeah, start. They might start blooming early, and then you transplant them, and they just don't miss a step. They just keep going. Keep on going. Yeah. So, but, yeah, we're uh, if you're, you're thinking of fall tomatoes, it's time to make the decision and get some of the larger uh, seedlings and get them in the, in the ground. Right. And the recommended, uh, I've got all the recommended varieties here, so you can... Uh, uh, when I was doing this morning, I think the only one I'm missing is uh, this year's rodeo tomato. Everything this year's? Else, everything else is out there. Wow. Well, they had a lot of uh, plants earlier. Had. You did. Yeah, had. Well, and I think a lot of folks are uh, t- taking the advice. Uh, Jerry and I talked about the. there's indications that that 8849 was fast and uh, productive. Uh, and that it might, it did so well in the spring that it might translate to be a really good uh, fall plant, too. So yeah. it would be we'll nice see. to see how if that turns out. Yeah, we sold a lot of them earlier, so uh, we should get some feedback. Feedback, yeah. Good deal. What else is coming up? What's what's happening? Uh, there's lots of stuff coming. we got a blood drive coming. Yeah, we do. Uh, let, me, let me bring that up so I can help you out here. The blood drive's coming on the 17th of... Uh, of this month here at Millburgers, and uh, it's uh, again to support the blood drive. Millburgers has given a ten dollar gift certificate to anybody that offers to give blood. Um, so if you go through the process and you fail, you still get one. If you're a dual donor, uh, then you'll get two of them. What's that? Do what's that mean, Melton? Dual donor? What you're giving? I forget what it means. Actually, it's it's platelets. Platelets, I think. It's yeah. Platelets it and just blood. takes a little longer. Whole blood and platelets, yeah. Right. And then everyone who donates will be entered into a drawing for a two hundred dollar gift certificate. Wow. Two entries. Uh, if you do two, two. Uh, if you're a dual donor, you get two entries, uh, and the winner will be drawn at the conclusion of the drive. So you'll know that ASAP. Yes. $200 is a gift certificate to some place? To here. To here. Oh, is it to here? Yeah. Millburgers, you well, get we, a $10 had, gift certificate to Millburgers. such a good response the last time. Oh, okay. So we, now, is this we, is this a, a not the same? You don't have to use it the same day, do you? The $200 no, no. one, no. The $200 one? But the, the $10 one, yes. Yeah. But oh, the, do you too? Okay. Oh, no. No, the no. Ten, no the, the $10 any, has anytime. never been. Yeah, it's yeah. always been any time. It's a top tomato. It was that day. Um, so that's coming up. And then we've got two cool things that are coming up on the 31st, uh, which is going to be the fall vegetable planting for kids. It's a kid's gardening class. Yeah, Mary will be doing that. Mary will be doing that. So if your kids want to know uh, about planting fall vegetables, um, which would include what? Like, Well, by then it will be uh, broccoli, cabbage, cauliflower, spinach, lettuce, radish, carrots. 
Okay. Think that's finished by then? I did last year. Did they? Yeah. Okay. Okay, that's free. Um, we want you to call and reserve your spot because class size is limited at 210-497-3760, 210-497-3760, and that's the number for the nursery and for Millburgers. And the same day, the Lions Club free kids' sight vision screening at Millburgers as well. That'll be neat. I've, we haven't done that yeah. before, so uh, I think that'll be neat. What is so that? Just in time for vision for check for kids. Kids, um, vision primarily holding. six months to five years old. Um, I did see that that they would do older. I think, but this is, but I think that was on one of the flyers that Charles sent. But let's we'll just go with what's on the website right now, which is six to five, uh, six months to five years old. Um, that excludes me, right? Uh, yes. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> About a few years. But this doesn't exclude you. If in a few seconds, this non-invasive uh, method of testing quickly will detect nearsightedness. All right. Farsightedness. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> unequal refractive power. Oh. Yeah. Blurred vision, eye structure problems, and eye movement. How much of that do you have? Most of, of it. All of it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He's very proud. He's achieved a lot, and that's absolutely free. Uh, so come on out and that's uh, the same day as the vegetable day. Yeah, it's yeah. just a. It's actually a, it starts a little sooner and ends a little later. Yeah, and the Lions Club is famous for that. For has yeah, for, they always for a long, long time years, decades and decades been taking the lead on uh, uh, site um, detection and uh, coming up with solutions. In fact, I think they still collect old glasses if you got them and then they distribute yeah. them to. Around the world, for yeah. societies where you can't, people can't afford them. So, that's coming up to it. All this is at millburgernursery.com. Millburgernursery.com. You'll find all these, uh, all this information on that. And what's the day? Uh, that's August thirty-first. That's the last Saturday, oh, obviously, of the month. Okay. Um, yeah. So those. Uh, that's the kids' gardening class, fall vegetable planting, and um, the blood drive. Okay. Hey, did you ever find out how many chickens Mary never came back? I heard something about four, and then there was a setback, so I think it's three. No. A setback? Should I ask? No, you shouldn't. Okay. All right. What else, Trace? Uh, Anything exciting come in? You mentioned the peppers and the one gallon. You're still killing me with those uh, proud of Barbados, I think. That's that's why you need that that vision check. I had to stop. (laughs) I had to stop and look at them again. Examine how, 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 how many are you going to buy on your way out? <laughs> I mean, they're full bloom. They're they're showstoppers. You talk about the little ones or the the little ones? ones? Yeah. What did you do, determine? Did we determine? Deter- it looks like to me there's uh, three or four plants in each pot. There is. And uh, no one, no one, or no one. Last I heard, we couldn't root them. You know, a lot, a lot of times they'll stick. Uh, propagators will stick uh, three or four cuttings per yeah. pot to get, to give a full pot. But that, but that small blooming would indicate maybe they are. Yeah, figure it out. That how could to... well. It, it would also indicate that they might have used seedlings. You know, plant the seed uh, one year and then uh, transplant. They, they would have been a whole lot bigger, I would think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a, mis- a bit of a mystery. I, I think we're reading into it too much. <laughs> I, it could be as simple as they didn't have enough three-gallon pots at the time, so they stuck them in. in yeah, the yeah. So. 
Okay. You're overthinking it? What, think, are the, what are the chances? Uh, <laughs> well, pretty high. Yeah. They sure are full bloom. Yeah. And then, yeah, that's a good, good. Uh, that'd be just in time for the monarchs to come. Those yeah. uh, plant, plants that would be really uh, perk up your nectar situation. And speaking of that, what do we got uh, in terms of mistflower, porterweed? We got mistflower, zinnias. We got any zinnias left? We do. Have, we do have zinnias. Uh, we've got uh, some linearis and some regular ones. Not a whole lot. That's the red porterweed. Yeah, we got more. We got the mistflower. We got the porterweed. We got the lantanas. Now let's uh, say I want to buy a one-gallon porterweed. Been thinking about it. Uh-huh. Is this a good time to do it? This is an excellent time to do it. Why? In is fact, that? it's an excellent time to buy multiples of them. Yeah, that's true. Because uh, they have an individual price, I believe, of four eighteen. Mm-hmm. And uh, you, the monarchs. We expect the monarchs to be start coming any time now. So, and if the monarchs yeah. want five or better, yeah, then, uh, then they actually drop down to four dollars a piece. Yeah. So if you want lots of monarchs, how about the milkweeds? Or very very happy monarchs. Uh, Back over that direction. So they're also in the one gallon? They are. Oh, good. And so they're on the sale. And this, uh, yeah. in the fall, as we were mentioning, the lantanas and the salvias become really a favorite nectar source. Of, for some reason, the emphasis changes or no. uh, the others maybe become mm-hmm. less uh, bountiful. And so if, if, if there's, to, make, uh, to verify, there's a butterfly over there right on the lantana. <laughs> So, and the lantanas are covered in the sale, too. Yes, they are. So, heck, you can even put those, uh, like we talked about with uh, firebush, just uh, for the patio, for the hummingbirds, just you use them, use the container right this year, and then plant them out after the the fall hummingbirds have had a chance to use them up. You know, we could probably get Mark to call in. Uh, I think there's uh, some updates on saws where I think the program starts again on the... uh once on the 15th. Oh, of August? Yeah. Oh, cool. Mark, call us. 210-308-8867. Mark, call. Mark, call. I tell you, I tell code, you that fire... Code red. That firebush <laughs> continuously amazes me. Uh, when Greg Grant went to Belize, uh, we sent him over there with a one-way ticket. He, came, he made it back, though. He brought some selections of firebush. We were looking for a yellow one. And uh, with that, and I planted them in that lower bed of mine. And I also came, I don't know where it came from. I don't remember planting it. A firebush came up between the cross ties in that lower bed. And uh, I was looking, at, looking out my uh, uh, window the other day. And that fi- that firebush is about uh, two feet tall, two and a half feet tall, three feet tall, and full bloom, solid bloom with no water. And uh, it's it's come up for at least eight or ten years. Has it got same, the traditional same, red, bl- uh, the yeah, red bloom? Yeah, it's 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 the regular one, which we don't know. We don't. Nobody knows where that. Well, we know where the mother plant was. It was in Laredo, Texas, at uh, Willie Gentry's place. But uh, we, nobody knows the origin of the firebush that we sell here now. They've got some other firebush on the, uh, on the market now. In fact, the they, uh, Greenleaf over at El Campo found a uh, 
Variegated. Have you got some variegated? That's the one blooming right over there. Yeah, yeah, that's right. There it is blooming. See it on the ground, Milton? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, this wow. uh, this See, he's forgetting this, that I gave it to him as a plant of the weekend like, uh, uh, this three is, years ago, and yeah. he, he didn't like the color yeah. of the foliage. And this uh, bunch of variegated has a, a, a an aggressive, a good it, bloom. Yeah, it, 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 it has not a, stopped blooming. Since it has it came the same in. bloom. So you could use if you want. That's kind of a distinctive color that would yeah. work great on the as the patio uh, hummingbird uh, plant for it the would. fall too. What do they call uh, that? Do you remember? Uh, I, I can find out quickly. <laughs> hey, we got to take a quick break, so we'll look at that find did, out. And uh, that originated from a regular lime, vial bush. Lime Swizzler, I think is. Yeah, lime, yeah okay. lime Sizzler, Swizzler. Sizzler. We're going to take a quick break and be back in a moment. 210-308-8867 is our number. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM. The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Bull Road with some great events that are coming up at Millburgers. First off, we're going to have the Blood Drive. The Blood Drive is going to be August 17th over at Millburgers. And to support the Blood Drive, Millburgers will give a $10 gift certificate to each person willing to donate, whether you qualify or not. You even get two certificates if you do a dual donation. And then if you give blood, you will be in the drawing for a $200 gift certificate to Millburgers. So you want to be sure to mark your calendar for August 17th from 10 a.m. to 1.30 for the Blood Drive. We've had some great success with these and we want to make sure we continue helping your south texas neighbors so mark your calendar for august 17th and then mark it for august 31st from nine to three when we have the lions club free kids site vision screening over at millburgers for more information on all these events go to millburgernursery.com that's millburgernursery.com If you're drowning in IRS debt and can't afford to pay, then you need to take advantage of special IRS tax programs that are available and free yourself from IRS collection efforts once and for all. Due to the financial hardship consumers are facing throughout the country, the Internal Revenue Service has made it easier to settle delinquent tax problems. An open phone line has been established by Community Tax for consumers to call and see if they qualify. Take down this number or store it in your cell phone, but call the Community Tax Helpline at 800-500-5588. If you owe back taxes to the IRS and cannot afford to pay them back, or even if you have years of unfiled tax returns, there's no need to fear anymore. But you have to call the Community Tax Helpline today at 800-500-5588 for the help that you need. Don't take on the IRS alone. They can attack your wages, savings, pension, home, and even your Social Security check. Call 800-500-5588 for your free consultation and to see if you qualify. That's 800-500-5588. Hi, this is Barry Hagendorf with Deccan Patio Care at 822-9147. For 23 years, I specialize in sealing all types of weathered decks and patios, also creating the outside room, a combination of custom-built wooden decks and arbors, flagstone patios, outside kitchens, outside fireplaces, and water features, hence the outside room. Look out your window. Do you see a prematurely weathered gray deck? I'll clean and seal it with the best wood preservatives to a natural cedar tone. It really can look new again. Do you have a pebblestone patio driveway or pool deck? I have a process that seals and polishes the rock to a golden wet look. Or maybe you have a flagstone pool deck or patio. 
I clean to the natural color and seal out water, stopping chipping and flaking. Call 822-9147. I'd like to personally create your outside room or show you how to make your deck, fence, flagstone, or pebble stone look better than new. Call Barry Hagendorf, Deck and Patio Care. I'm in the yellow pages, 822-9147. You are my sunshine, my only sunshine. You make me happy when skies are gray. You'll never know, dear, how much I love you. Please don't take my sunshine away. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM, The Answer. Our phone number, 210-308-8867, 210 67. Looking for advice on growing stevia, so if you've got some. <laughs> uh, right now, the advice is don't do it uh, for the guys. So, hey, let me give you some advice. If you've got uh, things that are running around your house that you don't want. What? Uh, roaches. Oh, I thought you meant ants. Dogs. Scorpions. Or... Fleas. Ticks. Cats. All that good stuff. What's that? Did they get rid of a cat? No. Oh. But rats <laughs> and mice and stuff. Yeah, uh, I couldn't give... stand those rats. No, oh, you like the roaches? It's not the, the roaches. roaches. Okay, they're manageable, but yeah, oh rats. Uh-uh. Well, well, the dog, the dogs like those rats. I mean, uh, keep them entertained. Yeah, do you yeah, but, but my schnauzers didn't <laughs> couldn't couldn't handle the rats. They well, couldn't, couldn't deal with them. Yeah, well, mine never caught them. Well, that's no. what I mean. Yeah. You know, so I rely on uh, <laughs> Spider Man to, to take keep care them away. Of them. He uses traps. Yes. Oh, uh, yeah, and our, actually, it's, it's a lot it of just shows systems, that yeah. it's different depending on uh, what you work out with Spider-Man, but they use a, uh, uh, a, a poison, a feed, that the, yeah. the rats go in and feed on the, on the poisoned uh, bar, and then they leave, go outside, and they pass, they die someplace out there in the landscape. Suppose they don't go outside. They're, you know why they go outside? Uh, water. Moisture, They're looking for water. Yeah. yeah. Well, they know. Yeah. We, we don't have a trouble with them in the house. Yeah. Right. Outside, they. Yeah. It's especially an issue if you uh, feed birds and, and have oh, pets. Oh yeah. And have pets. Yeah. yeah. Well, listen, if you're having trouble with any of these things... <laughs> what were you talking about, Melvin? <laughs> I was talking about Spider-Man, Termite, and Pest Control. Yeah, call Melvin will have to share his fee with us. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, and they'll take care of you. They'll, uh, they've been doing this since 1976. Warren is respected by both customer, residential, and, and uh, business con- uh, clients, as well as by their uh, uh, pest control companies, who oftentimes will get his advice because of all his experience. So ask them about mosquito control, too, and uh, wildlife management, lawn fertilization. <laughs> all that at Spider-Man Pest Control, 210-656-3721, 210-656-3721, or go SpiderManPest.com. Wait a minute. He does Do lawn fertilization? Yes, he does. Get out of here. You never told us that. I have to. You were so worried about your roaches. I could have him fertilized in my yard. Is that what you're saying? Uh, you could. You want the number? I'll give it to you. Yeah. 210. Yeah. Uh, 210-656. Yeah. 37. Yeah. 21. I didn't know long. Yeah. I didn't yeah. know he didn't fertilize Abs- long. Absolutely. How long have you been doing that? Quite a while. 
Okay. Okay. I, I, maybe you don't say it enough. <laughs> but anyway, all right. Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control. Go SpiderManPest.com. He'd be happy to help you. Yeah. All right. 210-308-8867 is our number. 210-308-8867. Toll free. It's 866-308-8867. What else is going on? I wonder on? what he does with those rats he traps and squirrels. I don't know. You think he releases them somewhere? In a, no, they just go. In a, they just uh, consume the material, and they just go off to. It's yeah, kind of like the uh, uh, elephant. The sunset. Uh, yeah, yeah. They just <laughs> the they disappear to the to rat heaven. Oh, what a nice picture! Yeah, Old you don't you don't want to find the uh, elephant or the rat. Yeah, graveyard. graveyard. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the nice thing about it, he he traps them. And carries them away. For you guys? And they don't die. And, you know, people say, well, I'll just get a poison and kill them. They die in the attic and stink for 30 days or 40 days. Yeah, I've heard people tell horror stories oh, about that, that's why that spider the wall or in the strategy attic. to intercept them outside. Right, to give them. Works yeah. pretty well, yeah. Yeah, and to draw them outside. All right, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. It's toll-free outside of San Antonio, 866-308-8867. All right, what's going on, man? What else you got going on? I, I was looking, uh, you know, yesterday we were talking about Calvin's article. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he mentioned uh, some ground covers. That, uh, the article is about uh, lawns shade. Dec- declining on their shade trees. Yeah, just to be be aware that there's a a factor in there that we uh, need to take into consideration on any of these symptoms or uh, uh, problems that we've yeah, right. discovered. And uh, he mentioned uh, shade tolerant ground covers uh, can be used, such as Asian jasmine, mondo grass, larape. Sedges and dwarf realia. And uh, my somewhat infertile mind <laughs> came up with the idea, uh, what are some other, you know, those, those are the most common uh, ground covers that are used. In fact, I've heard some people say that we ought to be doing research and, and trying to find another ground cover plant that we can use instead of Asian jasmine because it's used by the banks and oh. uh, almost everybody uses Asian jasmine. So I, I uh, did a little search on plantanswers.com and I uh, found the same, same information that, uh, that Calvin had, those same plants that Calvin had. And uh, let's see, uh, along with that, uh, I think I found some, <laughs> I, I came upon an article about blue shade. You remember blue shade oh, yeah. we used to use? I think you used it as an intercropping between Asian jasmine and uh, when you were out at I, t- I mean, uh, 90 and 1604. Yeah, we did. Yeah, with that experiment where we uh, yeah. used Roundup to kill the, the San Augustine grass and then 
And the Asiatic Jasmine took a long, always took a long time to fill in. So right. we used Blue and Shade. And that works out pretty yeah. good. So, and uh, Blue Shade, uh, the one issue with it is, of course, it's deciduous. Yeah. Where a lot of, where well, most of these other uh, ground covers are uh, evergreen. Parma evergreen, yeah. Uh, and I don't know, I don't think you can still buy Blue Shade on the market. I was just trying to remember the last time I saw it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't remember seeing it for a long time. Now I I had that same situation where I had planted blue shade to fill in for uh, until the uh, uh, Asian jasmine filled in, and uh, in my front yard, and it it comes back from seed and from uh, like you say a, a deciduous plant. But mine's gone. I don't. I have no more blue shade. Uh, I don't know whether I I, qu- I drought, quit watering and it dried died out from drought, or it just disappeared. I, I know uh, the place I the places I've seen it have been um, been in high high water areas. In other words, get lost of water. And, uh, and and to bring this point further to 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 bear, uh, when we were talking about blue shade, they were selling blue shade as an aquatic plant in Oklahoma, hmm. and it, with the aquatic plant. But uh, that uh, we list and and that in this I don't know what year this was, but I listed. Uh, uh, for shade or partial shade, consider Algerian ivy. I don't think we recommend that anymore. Yeah. Uh, blue shade, English ivy, which uh, uh, Mondo grass, Larape, a cast iron plant, or Astrodiptera, holly fern, river fern, Confederate jasmine. Asian jasmine and hypercium, and then uh, and then I listed some for sunny sunny choice sunny location. So uh, I think uh, through the years uh, we've eliminated some of these from our list, like you did, and 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 just give the best ones what you did in your column. But uh, we did that. Also, well, hey, hold on to the also. We're going to take a quick break. No. Yep, we got to do it. It's not hard. No, but we still have to take it, so we'll, we're going to uh, okay. be back in a moment. Okay. There's there's your uh, poinciana and the small <laughs> thing, and it is kind of, uh, here, he'll, he'll come back by, but you'll see it again. Okay. Got two big old blooms on it. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Let's talk gardening with you. It's beginning to brighten up here at Millburgers just because the clouds are beginning to fade away. So come on by and visit with us. I think the rain's over, do you? I think so, yeah. I think okay. it's finally over. Okay. All right, back oh, in the moment. It should warm up now. <laughs> uh, 9.30 a.m., the answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bull Forty Road with some great events that are coming up at Millburgers. 
First off, we're going to have the Blood Drive. The Blood Drive is going to be August 17th over at Millburgers. And to support the Blood Drive, Millburgers will give a $10 gift certificate to each person willing to donate, whether you qualify or not. You even get two certificates if you do a dual donation. And then if you give blood, you will be in the drawing for a $200 gift certificate to Millburgers. So you want to be sure to mark your calendar for August 17th from 10 a.m. to 1.30 for the Blood Drive. We've had some great success with these, and we want to make sure we continue helping your South Texas neighbors. So mark your calendar for August 17th, and then mark it for August 31st from 9 to 3 when we have the Lions Club Free Kids Sight Vision Screening over at Millburgers. For more information on all these events, go to millburgernursery.com. That's millburgernursery.com. This is Pastor Les Holland of Trinity Baptist Church. We're a five-generation church family communicating and applying the life-changing message of Christ's unconditional love, helping seekers to become believers and believers to grow as disciples. Are you looking for a church family for children, youth, or adults? We have an opportunity for each and every one. We invite you to learn more about us by going to trinitybaptist.org. We look forward to connecting with you in our 100-plus ministries. The Cal Thomas Commentary is brought to you by Values Through Media. Now here's syndicated columnist Cal Thomas. On the day of the second debate among Democrat presidential candidates, President Trump cut the rug out from under Senator Bernie Sanders when he said the U.S. will open the door to cheaper drugs from Canada so long as they meet our standards. Pharmaceutical companies fear their bottom lines will be affected, but competition is at the heart of the U.S., and forcing drug companies to compete will help lower prices. Republicans should also be pushing for lower malpractice costs. Thankfully, hospitals must now publish their prices before a patient is admitted and during treatment. Many Democrat candidates are promising Medicare for all, requiring 170 million people with private policies to give them up along with their doctors. That's unlikely to fly. Would you want the government telling you what kind of care you get and which doctor you can see and then wait for weeks to be seen? Not to mention paying more in taxes for less in service. The estimated cost is $32 million, but we know from previous experiments that initial costs are not final. I'm Cal Thomas. For a free copy of today's commentary, visit calthomas.com or write us at Values Through Media, P.O. Box 373340, Key Largo, Florida, 33037. That's P.O. Box 373340, Key Largo, Florida, 33037. Please specify the date and subject. Your tax-deductible gifts to Values Through Media help support us. Listen again next time for the Cal Thomas Commentary. If you're age 59 and a half or older with a 401k plan and still working, stop what you're doing and call Big State Financial today at 210 210- There are benefits with age, and this is one of them. At 59 and a half, you're entitled to new opportunities in the investment world that can save you thousands in 401k fees and dramatically reduce your risk of a market correction. You've worked and saved, and now is the time to protect your retirement savings. Call Robin Hoppus at Big State Financial today at 210-373-6000. The five years just before and after you retire are critical. Do not put yourself at risk. Robin and her team can show you how to secure Secure your nest egg and ensure income streams for life. Call Big State Financial today at 210-373-6000. That's 210-373-6000 for your free retirement readiness review. That number again is 210-373-6000 or go online to BigStateFinancial.com. That's BigStateFinancial.com. I'm singing in the rain. 
Just singing in the rain What a glorious feeling I'm happy again I'm laughing at clouds So dark up above The sun's in my heart And I'm ready for love Let the storm that was Jerry last night as it was that raining. Was, yeah, house. that's what I was doing when it was raining in the rain. All right, 210308. The dog was looking at me kind of like, yeah, what the hell's wrong with you? The dogs just don't understand <laughs> yeah. sometimes. 210. He, he was in the house. <laughs> Smart dog. 210308-8867. 210308-8867. All right, so you were saying another thing. Remember? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. No. <laughs> anyway, when I was looking up these uh, ground cover plants, mm-hmm. uh, I found, I, when I saw it, I remembered writing it, but uh, I had not remembered writing it. Uh, Shade-tolerant plants that are, resi- are deer-resistant. I listed some of those, and then I also got a, a we, we were... Uh, this was May 2002 uh, that I put out the one that was deer resistant, and Forrest Appleton helped me with it. Uh, but the oh my goodness, the, uh, I also put out one that that are not deer resistant, and uh, uh, lo- the ones that are are not deer resistant shade. Uh, thank you. Uh, uh, are that are not deer resistant are wax leaf begonias. They'll eat begonias, eat bulbs, eat snowflakes, eat lycoris, eat oxbud lilies. I didn't realize, I didn't realize they ate those uh, herbs. There's a uh, bulb like that. They are eight. Uh, they eat white rain lilies and caladiums. They eat caladiums. I think we've told people before that uh, they'll eat caladium, and they'll eat impatience. So, uh, and uh, they'll eat coleus. What did you? Uh, oh. Some of the shade. Look did, at uh, you. One, uh, one time, you. didn't we? S- um, Asiatic jasmine, didn't we say they didn't eat that? Yeah, I, I, I don't know if I have that on my list. Yeah, because my na- I don't see it. My neighbor, na- my neighbor spent uh, all last year trying to keep hers. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And between the deer and the lack of rain, she yeah she gave up. They'll eat columbine. They'll eat daylilies. Man, yeah, they'll day, eat daylilies. Uh, <laughs> they'll eat fire spike. Uh, eat Gerber daisies. They eat gingers. I didn't know they'd oh, eat yeah, gingers. I, would, I wouldn't expect them to eat the ginger. Uh, they eat Mexican heather and pentas. Oh, we we're going to ask about stevia, Mary. Penta. What? Pentas. As soon as they're through. Oh, pent. Oh, yeah. And uh, Persian shield, Philippine violet. I didn't know this. They'll eat purple heart. Really. What are we talking about? Uh, ground covers that uh, deer will eat. Oh, the deer eat everything. Oh, 
Uh, they eat stevia? We, we, we've yeah, got, that's uh, sweet. Uh, Are you kidding? They'll eat dwarf Mexican petunia aurelia. That's oh, on the yeah. list. During the drought especially. Yeah. Uh, anything edible in a drought, then, no matter what it tastes and like. Then, and then we use gr- the ground covers we listed that they will eat is um, our Asian jasmine, like you said, uh, English ivy, Larape, monkey grass, mondo grass, holy holly fern, wood fern. Wood fern? Yeah. I didn't think Wood fern or river that. fern. Oh, dear. They, I think that would be a last, though. Yeah. It's not that appetizing. So, Mary, I've been asking everybody. I bought some stevia to grow myself. Uh-huh. And I'm, everybody said Mary will know how to grow it. Oh, well, I've never grown it. Okay, that's, that's okay. They said you might not have. Have uh, you heard any success stories about growing stevia? I what don't know do? what to do with it. You know, how do you extract it? Oh, I, actually, that's online. They said you uh, clip it, pick the, clip, clip the stems, pick uh-huh. the leaves, let them dry for 24 hours, throw them in a food processor, and you've got it. You've got the... Well, yeah. that's what you do and with lemon balm, so yeah. And then you've got a tasteless mess of... Uh, Leaves and stems. Yeah, exactly. Well, no, that's stems. You took the leaves off. Oh, I guess the stems are on the leaves. You too. could put that in a cheesecloth, I guess, and steep it out. Oh. If you don't want stems and stuff. Or put it in one of those little uh, mesh, uh, fine mesh balls they sell at the stores. Oh, maybe put so. Put leaves in and use it like a tea bag. And I think, yeah, I think that's how people do it. Or they, they'll make a syrup. They'll take water and boil the stevia in the water and kind of make a syrup. Extract and, the stevia. Yeah, yeah. And so then, then they'll use that in the tea. So well, Mil- Milton's actually pretty good on the recipe, so he can give us a report. Yeah. Think, yeah he's the expert. He yeah. Well, I'm the expert? How yeah. did I become the expert? Well, I don't think he could probably start this one on fire. No. Like, I, like, what was it that you started on fire? I'll have to check the insurance and see. Oh, that was the uh, pecan pie. That became blackened. Am I, yeah. Am I supposed to let it go until it starts on fire? There were no instructions on how long to let it sit there. What? There was no time. I know. Do you believe a recipe that doesn't tell you how long to bake something for? Did somebody write it down? Or did you get offline? Where I got it online, some website. Somebody forgot know. to put no, the, down the timing. The, what, what happened is you look in the oven as it's cooking. Yeah. And when the pecans turn brown, not black... <laughs> you take it out. Yeah, well, they well, start smoking. That's probably yeah. a little late. <laughs> it's a little late when it, you can smell it across the house yeah. uh, in, a, in a closed room. So, um, yeah, I actually have a degree in uh, in cooking. Oh, cool. Yeah, and baking is an exact science. So if, if you didn't get a good recipe, it's not your fault. Thank you. That's, I'm, I'm going to quote you. Yeah, <laughs> it, you know, it's the recipe writer's fault. Yes. But, yeah. You could tell Jerry's she, daughter she that died. too. She died. <laughs> yeah, she, yeah, yeah, sure. Pick on her. <laughs> yeah. She was a wonder, wonderful person. Uh, in <laughs> uh, she can't defend herself. Or, yeah. There were other people that, that pointed this out, too, that there was the recipe had no time. No, one other person. And didn't tell you what size pecan. One, uh, one other person. Yeah. Oh, uh-huh. uh, well, you know. My daughter. Yeah. It's hard, it's hard to write down a recipe on the spot, too. That's true. I could have so, been different. Uh, I've done it where I forgot one little ingredient and I like, called them later. Like, oh yeah, you know, I have a taking feeling. it out of my memory and I forgot to tell you this little part. It sounds to me like the the person who did this that that baking was more of an art than a science. Yeah, uh, and she just she just knew a little bit of that a little bit of that. and people who know how to bake just from learning. Yeah, 
just don't know how to write it down either. Mm. Okay. And they assume you know these things. Like yeah, it should yeah. be at 350. They assume you know that if something gets black and fiery, that yeah. you turn <laughs> they're, they're it They're never going to let you live this down, are they? <laughs> no, man? they never are. Yeah. It wasn't my fault, though. I'm gonna, I'm, Can I you, smell, you still smell it in the house? <laughs> no, it eventually went away. Or we've gotten used to it. Oh, yeah. That, it could be that, too. Accustomed to that. Yeah. Well, to his credit, though, he just scraped the black stuff yeah. off. And just yeah. Well, yeah. the rest is good. It's all... You know what we call that in the cooking world? What's that? It was caramelized. You caramelized. Oh, it. so that's your so that's was, your word now. You, I caramelized it. It really was caramelized well. buttermilk pecan pie. That's it. Okay. Yeah. No, this was, this was charcoalized. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Char- what do they? Why do they call it blackened fish? Yeah, because it's just burnt on the. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. See. You no, that's, it. it was kind of Cajun pecan. It's pie. Cajun buttermilk or pecan pie. Okay, so no no tips on the stevia. I don't know enough. Okay. I can't give advice on what I do. I may end up becoming the stevia expert. (laughs) (laughs) I've I've, uh, just taken some of the leaves and squeezed them in my hand. But there must be a difference between the fresh and dried. Not that to grow. Oh, oh, oh. oh. I can just dry them by letting them sit, can't I? I would definitely grow them in potting soil. Okay. Because they're they're probably not going to like your soil. Yeah, they look a little frail. Yeah, they're over there. I was like, where, what are we talking and they about? Should pro- Mary, I think they pro- they probably should be in a container a little bigger than the three Yeah, they're or- probably like um, like basil is. You know, it looks like an innocent little plant until you tr- put it in a not-too-big pot, and then it's rooting three, through. A three-gallon <laughs> container would Yeah, three-gallon minimum, yeah. Oh, bam, man. Okay. I think so. I can do that. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, thank you all. I will take notes and journal, and if I have success, will you put it on Plant Answers? Yeah, with my rose article? Okay. With the rose article, yeah. Okay. It was fun. (laughs) All right. Thank you, Mary. You bet. All right. 210-308-8867 is our number. 210. I'll send you that recipe. 210-308-8867. That's pretty good watermelon. That's old-fashioned watermelon, isn't it? It's got seeds. It's actually got seeds. Yeah. I wonder what that crunchy stuff was. (laughs) 866-308-8867. No, it's good. Now, see, in the old days... Now, now they call it fiber. In the old days, we called it roughage. Yes. Yeah, I know it. Yeah. All right, we're going to be back in a moment. You're listening to Millburgers Gardening, South uh-huh. Texas. Get you caught up with the news, and there's a lot going on. So uh, give a listen, then we'll join you at the uh, just about a couple minutes uh, past the hour. So more of Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, coming up live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road, right here on 9:30 a.m. This is, of course, the answer. We're back with Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. And welcome back to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. Our phone number, 210-308-8867, as we broadcast live from the porch here at Milberger's at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. It's a beautiful day out here. Uh, lots of color as we stare over the nursery. Lots of color in front of us in the one-gallon containers. The perennials, there's purples, yellows, reds, lots of recommended plants. The porterweed, the milkweed that you always talk about. And in the one-gallon, they're $4.18. Yeah, we were to And they're $4 each if you buy five or more. We were listing all of those perennials and uh, and the butterfly plants, and we, uh, we didn't me- emphasize the pentas as, as much yeah. as we could because they're, they're one of the best... Uh, for shade, 
for you know you you buy them in full bloom they stay in full bloom and you plant put them in the shade uh hummingbirds love them and so do the butterflies so it's a real good choice and then uh, over there at the pumbagos behind jerry are of course spectacular that's one of the best plants around good xeriscape plant and uh blooms in the shade and very nice very uh it's hard to find a plant that uh, has blue flowers, and that's got one of the best. Yeah. Right. Uh, Pentas, by the way, you have two options. You can buy the uh, the one-gallon container, or they have the smaller uh, pots. Uh, let me let me find out the, the size so I don't give out bad information. But uh, they're 98 cents each in the uh, four-inch four pot. So you can, you can choose which way you want to get the Pentas. Which one? Which... Pentas are also oh, on sale in the four-inch oh, pot yeah, for ninety-eight small cents each. Yeah. yeah. So, um, lots of options. I wonder. Let's see. I wonder if they still have any uh, bougainvilleas uh, available. I don't know. Yeah. You I know, they were half price yep. yesterday. Yeah. Secret sale. In yeah. secret sale. Yeah. The in-store special. The unadvertised special. But yeah. We'll I, have to ask Trick. Yeah. Excuse I don't me. know. If Watermelon got to me. <laughs> so what did they? They would have about three months more, maybe maybe three months bloom. Yeah, and then you would uh, shelter them from the winter, and then you'd have them next spring again too. So uh, they they've also got uh, uh, vinca back on sale this week, mm-hmm. and got a great selection. And uh, uh, vinca continues to amaze me. Uh, we had we had one come back, but uh, uh, my daughter and son-in-law have a deer, of course, and uh, I planted some vinca out there last year, and the deer didn't eat them. I planted uh, I planted some uh, plumbago, blue plumbago, and they ate them to the ground right on the porch. Hmm. And so, in their places, I put out some vinca. Well. One or two of them may, that were closer to the house made it through the winter that we had. And they live out toward Bernie, so it was a little bit colder. And they came back. Now, they were slow coming back, but they are killer now. Huh. And they're perfect, they're perfect plants. <laughs> for the, they're, they're totally deer resistant. We've only had one report uh, that, a deer ate, that the deer ate them. And uh, there's another area where their their performance is uh, is unmatched. Um, these coras, uh, I spe- the, there's a couple of different versions of a, the white, right, right, big flowers, but around a swimming pool. Oh, okay. Yeah, and, and because that's, that's pretty challenging because you got that evaporation with yeah. the chlorine in it, and a lot of a lot of plants do not uh, prosper in that. Uh, that flow or at the, yeah. the, the windward side. You they got them in they, containers, right? Yeah, and they just don't don't seem to be phased. Yeah, containers right close. Yeah, right close all around, and all all of them look equally good. So that's one of the most durable plants I think we have on the market uh, now, especially now that Cora, the the variety uh, Cora is around. And uh, you, we don't have any problem that much with uh, Aerophotophora, which kills the plant. Yeah. You do want to 
let them dry out between waterings. Uh, but you don't you don't have to be fanatical about it. But uh, now that's no trouble for my daughter and son-in-law because they've got the they've got this uh, the one that came back that's so beautiful now is in a large container right next to the sidewalk where they walk up to the house. And I go out there sometime, and that sucker, every leaf on that thing is wilted down to tight. And I said, uh, you think you might need to water that uh, that vinca out there? <laughs> and they go out there and water it, bam, full bloom the yeah. next day. So, uh, And we saw that out at Versif when we were growing in a commercial field. We would grow. That's when the colors of Vinca came out. Uh, the red one and those came out. We were growing them for seed, and uh, they they said, "Well, we can't water everyone a dry year." Said we can't water. We're we're going to grow. They're going to dry down. If they die. They die. They never die. They prospered. You and remember, that low water. Says, you remember uh, fifteen years ago and. Basically, it seems like he either had lavender or pink. Right, right, right. That's when, before the the different colors came out. Now now you've got some lavender, but the reds and the whites are kind of the dominant. And uh, they they look so good in the fall, too. You know, with pumpkins and and things like that. So... uh, and they're on sale, like I say, they're uh, uh, worth dollar twenty nine. Now ninety eight cents. Mm-hmm. That's close to a dollar. I know, but they're less than a dollar. I know. Even if a dollar, they've been cheaper yeah. than they used to be. And that brings us to the other article that I wrote, which a lot of people out there waiting for. I've given you the uh, plant, the shade-tolerant plants that deer elite. Aha. Uh-huh. Possibly you're waiting for the deer plants that they won't eat. Realize, and, and Forrest Appleton put this in there, realizing that few plants have the ability to resist munching by hungry deer, and a few yet have the ability to thrive in loca- sunny, shady locations, you can imagine how very few plants can be described as semi-shade tolerant plants of color which deer do not prefer to eat but can damage with the rubbing of antlers and the stomping of hooves. What a coincidence. That's what my, <laughs> my article is next week. Is that right? Yeah. The deer was changing. Uh, well, I just because uh, I had noticed, you know, we were talking about the deer, deer-proof plants, but then I noticed a whole bunch of uh, Esperanza and, yeah. and other plants you wouldn't expect to be rubbed by the deer. They were breaking, yeah. breaking them down. So. Yeah. I guess, I guess this is rubbing season. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, and the forest made me put this in. The creators of this list also wish to emphasize that the more sun these plants receive, 
the more flowers will be produced and the less spindly the plants will grow. That's a Appleton uh, P.S. on that. Oh. The plants that I listed that uh, would grow in the shade and the deer won't eat is Angel Trumpet, Bergmansia. I listed Bush Morning Glory. Uh, they're hard to find. Uh, uh, we sell we sell them at our sales, but uh, but uh, that's about it. Uh, I listed dayflower. I don't even know what a dayflower is. I don't think we sell many of those. It's that kind of blue. Oh, okay. Blue uh, flower. They, they grow a lot in England, I think. Well, they grow they grow on the edge. The shade in the spring here. Oh, okay. There, there's other names for them too, and I can't really can't th- think of what they are. Lots of variations. Yeah, but blue blue flowers generally. Okay, fall aster, which is the Michaelmas daisy, or you, the... Think, you don't think the deer eat those? Uh-uh. Huh? I I think I have you got seen the impression deer? Have that you seen deer eat them? Well, I got the impression that I have. I'll have to. <laughs> Well, I have to test it again because I. This is on the official list. Yeah. yeah. The uh, approved I, by Forest Apple. I always compare mint marigold, <laughs> mint marigold to fall aster. Okay. But anyway, we've got Michael Mass Daisy. Uh, what do we call that thing? Uh, call it by several names. Four o'clocks. Yeah. Now. Uh, we I planted some four o'clocks out at uh, out in our deer deer uh, selection area, and uh, at Forest Appleton's place in uh, Hollywood Park, and uh, I think they munched on them when we first planted them, but they're still there, they're still coming back. Yeah, they grow outside my fence in the deer country, and. Of course, you don't watch them real close, so I don't know if they munch on them at all. <laughs> but I do know, you know, the the plants are still there. Yeah. And they're growing in the shade so that they're kind of a leggy, straggly, which mm. usually is easy pickings for the deer. Yeah. But they don't eat them. And the, the, the neat thing about it is the more they eat on them, the prettier they are. The four mm. o'clock are because it causes them to branch. And uh, I imagine... I imagine they could be stomped fairly easily, but about uh, the four o'clock. Uh, but they'll come back from that underground route. And on this list, mm-hmm. years ago, <laughs> I put Gold Star Esperanza. Oh dear. And uh, lamb's ear. I put lamb's ear on there. Hmm. Not be- many people grow that. Uh, Mexican oregano. Uh, yeah, that's one I forgot that I didn't. That I usually. Yeah. We don't give it as much attention as we used to. No, we don't. Uh, mainly because the the blue they bloom pretty in the spring, and then they keep that ugly bloom, the dead bloom, all year long. Uh, but for, as far as a drought tolerant, deer resistant yeah. plant. That thing's hard to beat. Yeah, that's a plant that uh, I know in my neighborhood, folks plant it by their mailbox. Oh, yeah. It's just got, it just got to be a kind of a traditional mailbox plant. <laughs> so the deer won't 
Deer don't, don't fool don't, with it. Deer don't bother it. That's good. And then I listed uh, Periwinkle, a vinkle. Uh-oh. I listed Plumbago. Did you? <laughs> well, we used Years to. Years ago. Yeah, we used to. We used to say, and, and I, I always tell the story of the Plumbago I saw. Uh, no, that was, that was, um, that was something else. But uh, they, they, we listed that. Rosemary. Yeah. Uh, Sal- uh, Salvia Sage. Sage. Yeah, almost any. Salvia Coxini. Yeah, any of the salvias. A shrimp plant. Shrimp plant, they... They crush it. They, they yeah, stomp and they it, kinda, probably. In a drought, they eat it, and uh, but it... I was trying to think of any of a, any of a, in my neighborhood any of the beds have survived yes. uh, outside. <laughs> I know Jerry and I have yeah. <laughs> uh, were interested in a bed of, of, of uh, the golden. Uh, it's pretty, one. yeah, but it doesn't. It no longer exists. It doesn't. It now, didn't. It uh, didn't. Now the own, owner she she passed away and yeah, uh, never got watered or anything and. Change, change in ownership. So. Yeah, but uh, yeah, you, if you recall, she was bragging on that shrimp plant and not being eaten by the deer, and she actually yeah. had a deer path. Yeah, back then there was she actually a didn't. path uh, by the shrimp plant, and uh, then we we got to talking about you know we were wondering if Millburger had any, yeah. and then well. <laughs> they were right here below us area on the radio station but uh, uh they they eventually started eating hers she used a pistol turk's cap we listed turk's cap and that's what i planted at, at forest appleton stew at hollywood park and they continuously eat it eat at it eat yeah. at it but that's helpful with turks cap because they cause them to branch more and they bloom more. Mm. So, uh, and I, uh, back in those days, I recommend the vines, uh, I recommended only cross vine. But uh, we found at Hollywood Park that they'll eat cross vine. Yeah, they eat cross vine in my neighborhood too. And I put uh, butterfly vine is better. Uh, and that's what Forrest Appleton replaced all his cross vine with uh, the butterfly vine, uh, which blooms uh, with a beautiful yellow bloom all year, uh, and the deer won't touch it. They used to eat his cross vine through the fence. Mm-hmm. Mine, too. Now, <laughs> I've got a lot of uh, coral vine that's going to, uh, rogue, you know, that's loose, mm-hmm. grows to various places along the fence. And I, I can't tell if it just grows so fast that they don't <laughs> eat it or they just don't, they pass on it. So. Yeah, yeah. So. Coral vine is a, is a good, is a good plant. Uh, you see it a lot on the south side, you know, just taking over total fence line. Yeah, the only thing that saves you from it, 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 <laughs> w- it would be in the same Unpleasant category as cat's claw, yeah. except it's very sensitive to cold. Yeah, it freezes back. Yeah, it gets to be below 40, it quits blooming, and then first, anything close to freezing, it's 
frozen back. And the other vine that I had listed, I only had two vines listed, was Carolina Jessamine. Yeah, they don't seem to eat that. Is that right? Now, let's see. Did I, I didn't list the... Uh, uh, Primrose Jasmine? Primrose Jasmine. Yeah, they sure don't eat it in our neighborhood. Yeah, uh, they don't eat it anywhere, and that's pretty drought tolerant, too. Yeah. Hey, we need to take a break. While we do, you give us a call at 210 Give me a break, Melvin. Uh, okay, and you can call, and they can call and tell you their experiences with some of these things. Yeah. Uh, fuss at me about what's on... All right. uh, my only defense is that article is about 15, 20 years yeah, old. Yeah, that's all. Okay. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. We have more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Boulevardy Road with some great events that are coming up at Millburgers. First off, we're going to have the Blood Drive. The Blood Drive is going to be August 17th over at Millburgers. And to support the Blood Drive, Millburgers will give a $10 gift certificate to each person willing to donate, whether you qualify or not. You even get two certificates if you do a dual donation. And then if you give blood, you will be in the drawing for a $200 gift certificate to Millburgers. So you want to be sure to mark your calendar for August 17th from 10 a.m. to 1.30 for the Blood Drive. We've had some great success with these and we want to make sure we continue helping your south texas neighbors so mark your calendar for august 17th and then mark it for august 31st from nine to three when we have the lions club free kids site vision screening over at millburgers for more information on all these events go to millburgernursery.com that's millburgernursery.com what would happen if you didn't show up for work tomorrow for the next couple of days for a week a couple of months a year How long until you lose everything you've worked for in a fraction of the time it took to earn it? If this fear keeps you up at night, it's time to learn the strategies we teach at Lifestyles Unlimited. Start with the free workshop. Go to LifestylesUnlimitedMap.com and find your true financial peace, like so many of our members already have. That's LifestylesUnlimitedMap.com. You can fix your own fence and paint your own house. But when it comes to electrical work, leave it to the professionals at Bolt Electric. With 30 years of electrical experience and customer service, Bolt Electric has the most five-star Google reviews in San Antonio. Bolt Electric. From residential fixes like breaker boxes and ceiling fans to commercial transformers and bucket truck projects. Call Bolt Electric at 210-545-BOLT. BoltElectricSA.com. License TECL 26658. Hey, this is Bob Olszewski. Thanks for listening to Plugged In. You want to tell me just what we're dealing with here? It's my sister. Family business. In the film Fast and Furious Presents Hobbs and Shaw, the world is, once again, in danger. And a pair of former heavily muscled enemies must get along and save the day. This explosive actioner is no doubt exactly what you're expecting it to be. It's packed with heroic action, humor, and an endearing message of family reconciliation. At the same time, there are some sensual situations and lots of profanity-laden language to deal with. And of course, the perilous deadly violence can rattle your little ones too. So we'll give this latest Fast and Furious a two and a half out of five for family friendliness. Read the full review at pluggedin.com radio. 
Plugging you into the movies, I'm Bob Olaszewski for Focus on the Family's Plugged In Movie Review. Good morning, Riff. Morning, Ralph. Can you believe we've been clocking in this place for a whole week now? Tell me about it. Work, work, work. But a squirrel must do what a squirrel must do, right? <laughs> yes, quite. But I cannot labor and exert energy within these subpar conditions. How is a squirrel supposed to run around, chew on stuff, and make acorn tea in this attic when all those humans are down there making absurd amounts of noise? It's preposterous. Don't you mean nuts? <laughs> <laughs> Look down there. Who is the missus talking to at the door? Oh no, it's that chap that closed down our previous operation. Crittery Victor! Crittery Victor excels at all types of rodent removal because that's all they do. Unlike pest control companies, Crittery Victor specializes in humane animal control and exclusion, which means your unwanted critters ain't getting back in. So whether you have possums, rats, mice, skunks... Cheerio, Raph, and I don't mean honey nut. And yes, even squirrels. Call Crittery Victor at 210-906-8910 for your home or office. 906 8 and welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Our phone number 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Give us a call. Tell us what's going on in your gardening world. Uh, yep, I guess now with the sun coming out, the grackles have come out too. From <laughs> yeah, the those stupid grackles. <laughs> Back making noise again. No, oh, okay. I'll, I'll move that over. Cool. All right. 210-308-8867. <laughs> Getting back to those uh, plants that the deer won't eat, mm-hmm. shade-tolerant plants, I did a sh- I did a, um, a search on uh, the plant answer for uh, shade-tolerant plants that deer won't eat or don't eat. Yeah. And... Uh, I got the stuff that was on Plant Answer Calvin's in my old articles, but I also got articles under that same name all over the United States about the, the, the word about deer, deer eating the ground covers in shade. But it was y'all's article? No, well, oh. it, was, it was that same theme. Oh, 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 yeah, so no, I imagine. And, uh, of course, I looked at their list thinking I might pick up a new plant or so but it's all northern plant oh so uh we don't want those northern deer coming down here yeah i know it. so they picked <laughs> uh that deer problem is uh all over the united states not like it we have it here i'm sure but uh oh yeah some no, but we've gotten some but, but you uh there's also uh like in alaska they've got uh Caribou or bears or and what? moose and yeah moose, moose problem and then even even in northern Minnesota, uh, my my sister and brother in law had a resort on Lake Superior, and bears were a problem. Yeah, <laughs> I mean you had to they had to drag drag in the the bird feeders every evening and <laughs> yeah that's a, uh, somebody on the internet sent me a little uh, caption. Uh, with a bear in the swimming pool, they had a swimming pool, and uh, and the caption was, "You think you got problems with deer? 
this is what we have trouble with, keeping the bear out of the swimming pool. That, well, then they that's have, a bad uh, problem. <laughs> Canadian geese can be quite an issue, too. Uh, well, and I guess those Egyptian geese are... But uh, the geese, they get bold <laughs> and they um, yeah. feed on the lawns and uh, and there's uh, goose poop everywhere. And, <laughs> yeah, uh, they have a pretty, they're like a cow. The moose is. Yeah, and they, they, and they, they just get bold. At least deer has their poop pelletized. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's like slow-release fertilizer. But uh, you know what I would do if I had a bear in my swimming pool, Milton? Give him a towel and... Uh... No, I'd call Spider-Man. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know if Spider-Man gets rid of bears. What? We'll have to ask him. He gets I don't, rid of rats I, and roaches. He didn't list on your... Uh, that was not one of my... Uh, he didn't list Iris. <laughs> oh. He didn't list Iris. Yeah. <laughs> you remember the story on Iris. Angel Trumpet, Bugatti. Oh, yeah. You remember the story on the iris? No. <laughs> you uh, you had a, had put that in an article in the paper. And uh, a little lady came a little lady came up to to we were off the air and she said, Where is Calvin Finch? <laughs> you know. Mm. I knew I had a live one. <laughs> and, she, and she was she was with a, a rose society, and uh, she said she said I'm going to talk him down about that iris. Said they they the deer eat my iris to the huh. ground, and uh, I, I, I being the friend of Calvin that I've always yeah, been. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you defended. I said he's there, right there. There he is, <laughs> right over there. <laughs> Go get him. Now but, the, but before she went, before she left, I said, uh, I don't know where she lived. But before she left, I said, is there any plant that the deer won't eat? And she said, angel trumpet. Hmm. Huh. Now, I've got uh, they wouldn't I've got a huge, huge bed of iris all the way across the front of yeah. our lots. And they don't eat them. Yeah, forest, forest uh, showed me the prettiest bed of iris I guess I've ever seen. Since I, since I came to Texas, uh, over in Hollywood Park, and uh, I mean a big bed right in the front yard. Yeah, and they were in full bloom, pretty thing you ever saw. I took pictures of them. Hey, so, we got to oh, we got to help Roy on the line at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven, two one zero three zero eight 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 six seven. Roy, Are you what's getting bored with our conversation now? No, no, I want to help Roy. Oh, <laughs> I just see you said that, and then you, you had a big yawn. No, uh, I said Roy. <laughs> hey, Roy, welcome to the show. How you doing? Oh, fine. How are you guys? Good. What's going on? I have got. <clears throat> excuse me. I got a invasion of millipedes coming in the house. The little Whoa. black ones. I mean, they're coming in by the hundreds. When I've been here 30 years, I've never seen anything like this. Huh. Is there any, anything y'all can tell me to help stop them or kill them? I didn't. Uh, tell I, what's millipede. Uh, oh. Centipede, right? No, millipede. No, millipede? Millipede, yeah. What's the difference between a centipede and a millipede? I don't know. Number, Lots of legs. Number of feet. Oh, okay. Thousand versus a hundred. I don't oh, okay. know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think. 
Now, uh, this is a uh, question for Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah, this may be a Spider-Man. But I think of the, the same thing that uh, insecticide that kills roaches in the house will kill millipedes. Yeah, now, I'm that's afraid just I'm a guess. Them. I tried Raid the other day. I know they're coming by my air conditioning unit. My yeah, Raid, air Raid killed them, didn't it? They're just as sick today yeah. as they were yesterday. I got glue traps out so I can monitor them. And they're that just bear, that bear spray for indoors, yeah, is labeled. For, I think it's labeled for uh, centipede, centipede, millipede, as well as your roaches. Yeah, right? that's what I was thinking. And even ants. Okay, yeah, that might be that. a Spider-Man pest control issue. It sounds like you've got a bunch of them, and then he could. <laughs> yeah. Well, the cool thing is he could kind of analyze why and then see if he could fix that so you're not just spraying and killing and then, yeah. uh, you know, a couple of days later spraying and killing. How, 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 I, I don't remember ever noticing them. How, how, yeah. How, how many do you see? Hundreds and hundreds. Really? I'm looking at them up wow. on the floor right now in the living room. They're crawling around. Yeah. And, uh, okay. Call them today. Yeah, anyway, also I got another question. I've got a, a Bush Morning Glory. Yeah. It's a, it's a white one. Yeah, where'd you get it from our sale? No, I got, I've had this for about two or three years. I got it from uh, Tukini. Okay, yeah, he, he I, grows weird stuff. Yeah, anyway, I got it in a one-gallon pot, and I let it get out of hand. It went through the bottom of the pot, and it's about six feet tall. <laughs> and that one-gallon one yeah. pot. And yeah, I they grow better that way. Yeah, I noticed that it's still blooming, and uh, yeah. I need to. I know I'm gonna pull the roots apart when I try to get it out of there. So I wonder if I should cut it in half and, and root the cut. Yes, and yes, cut it. it in, well, you can pull it out. You can pull it out in the pot that it's in. Yeah, uh, and don't worry about the root system. Right. But it it uh, also roots very easily from uh, green greenwood cuttings. That's what I was going to say. In fact, in fact, when we take our uh, cuttings in the in the spring, uh, we found it. Uh, we just stick them directly into a gallon pot of uh, potting mix. Okay, no, nothing else in it. Nothing else in it. No rooting hormone, nothing like that. Well, if you got rooting hormone, that helps it root faster. Well, I hate to buy it if I don't need it, but I'll. I'll well, that, well, we 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 don't use some. Sometimes we don't use rooting hormone on ours. Okay. The important thing on on a bush morning glory is you know the stems are hollow. Right. So cut it immediately. Cut the cutting or cut. Take your cutting immediately below a a node. Right, so the root there. You, yeah. you know where the leaves come out. Yeah, I know. I've, I've done stuff like that before. Yeah, when when you cut it, when you cut it beneath the node, you'll see that it's solid at the node, and it's yeah. uh, it's hollow the rest of the the t- hmm. plant. Okay. And uh, to take your cutting that way, it ought to it ought to give you plenty of of cuttings. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and do that. I hate the. Yeah, thing. and put put them in a, just a regular potting mix, and uh, they wilt. They'll wilt down pretty bad. Yeah. And you and you might take some most of the leaves off too. Yeah. But uh, give okay. it give it three weeks and it'll be rooted again and probably growing. Okay. 
probably okay. You need to get the you need to get the uh, the pink one. That's the most common one. Yeah, I used to have that years ago, but I've lost it since then. But okay, well, uh, when we had these uh, sales at uh, 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 Garden Volunteer sales or or uh, uh, Festival of Flowers mm-hmm. and things like that, we always have both the white and the uh, pink Bush Morning Glory. Okay, I'll look into that then. Okay. So, hey, right, uh, man, to, Roy, we, did you want Spider-Man's number? Or you can. Uh, I'm going to give him try that bear spray and see how that goes. All right. Oh, okay. And his website's GoSpiderManPest.com. If it doesn't okay. work for you, give him a call. All right. I'll and he'll help you. And he'll even All tell right. you whether it's something you can do at home or not. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Thanks, Roy. All right. Now, you, Appreciate it. You know, I, I couldn't use that bear stuff because it would kill my roaches. Oh, okay. Suppose you want to kill, I, I save thought, your roses and I, kill the millipedes. I thought it would hurt your bears. Uh, <laughs> uh, it would deflee them. <laughs> yeah, it would. If they have fleas. 210-308-8867. Does a bear have fleas? In the woods? And pit ticks? Sure. Okay. Now, I don't know. <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me Google that. <laughs> Does a bear have fleas and ticks? Yeah. Not don't don't. Does a bear have? <laughs> Do not stop at it. Does a bear have? Does a bear? <laughs> keep going, Dennis. If you want to look that up, you can. Yeah, they got fleas and they got ticks and everything. Yeah. They got fleas and ticks. You think? Why wouldn't they? I don't know, but uh, you know, bears uh, are in tick country. Oh uh, gosh, yeah. Yeah, they're in tick country. Yeah, well, men in you know northern Minnesota, Michigan, all those. Places where bears still are, they're yeah. ticks. Anyway, uh, getting back to the horticulture deal. Uh, somebody wrote, uh, Neil Spare said, uh, My Texas sage is suddenly dying. The only thing I can find uh, out is root rot. Are my other plants in danger? And uh, Neil writes back, Poorly draining soils can cause this in areas where there is a good bit of rain. That is a perfect answer. Well, uh, you remember years a few years back we had a big rain year, and it it, it was uh, killing them even in containers. Yeah, because it, it stayed wet. Yeah, and even even in the relatively well drained uh, containers because they. That that plant is really sensitive to uh, soggy soil. Yeah, uh, I remember. You remember the first Zeerscape garden? Was that sign still up when you came? The first Zeerscape garden that Doug Welch put in, uh, established over at the botanical garden, yeah. is out out uh, in the old parking lot. Well, the old parking lot. Oh yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It had a pretty sign. Yeah. And uh, some nurserymen gave gave some huge sanisas uh, to that planting, you know, to demonstrate low water use and on and on and on. And they planted them out there, and, and for a couple of years, they were beautiful. Then we had a rainy spring, killed every one of them. Killed every one of them. And then they had a drainage problem where the water was draining through that area. And he kept them too wet, and they killed every one of them. And, and that uh, 
that's not a, a root rot like a cotton root rot. No. So uh, that's, that's a physical, yeah, physical. yeah, physiological. Can we ask you a question on the air? Come on, girl, what you got? Yeah. Come on. Here. Well, hang on. Is that a rose? Well, hang on, <laughs> hang on. We need to. Can we ask your question on the air? Here you go. You're on the air. What you got there? Um, I'm just wondering what's wrong with this rose bush. I've put seven dust on it, but I don't know if it's got an infection or what. Well, talk into this, sir. Oh. You? <laughs> there you go. You're doing fine. Talk into the paper You're bag. You're doing fine. Is that okay? So the, the, the rose is showing some discoloration on the leaves. Is the, what kind of rose is it? Um, it's um, one of those uh, drift roses. A drift oh, rose really? That's in a pot. It's in, still in a container? Uh-huh. Well, no. I put it in a large pot. Okay. Um, how much water is it getting? Uh, once a week. Okay, so it's not staying too soggy. No, no. It dries out in between. And yeah. We, is uh, now 100... How, how big is the container? I would say it's 24 inches in diameter. Oh, that's a good, okay. good size for diameter. Yeah, because... Uh, I'm, I've been amazing. I've been surprised by a number of plants that, uh, with this hundred degree heat, they've been drying out pretty quick. Yeah, is uh, it new, newly planted in there? No, that uh, rose has probably been there about two years. Two years. Huh? Yeah. Is it all over? Uh, is it, uh, it's is starting it? to get all over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And look in the back. See, see the back of the leaf. How it's getting that little moldy thing. I don't see any uh, mites. Am I just not? Am I no, just there's no them? mites on there. It looks like a nutrient. Uh, uh, you know, the first guess in this kind of weather would be no mite. Would be water. Okay. One one way or the other. Yeah, too much or too little. Yeah, yeah. and it could just be the hot weather. Okay, so yeah. just cut it all out. No. Well, don't you mean take it all? Can you? I'm thinking of my my tough rose bed, showing a lot of this kind of. Yeah. Oh, yours is too. Yeah. Okay. And it's just. Then I'm in good company. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Misery yeah, loves company. <laughs> but uh, Milton, is your sh- in your container rose showing anything like that? Um, no, not like that. Not the grandma's yellow. The uh, knockout might be. Yeah. I th- I think. I, th- I think I would guess that it's just a, the, the severe severe weather, okay. and maybe experiment with the the watering a little bit. Okay. Um, maybe a little little more water a little until more the water. heat breaks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But I don't I don't think it's a major no. Perfect. Major. They're now, tough. The other problem I have is this red oak. Um, it's getting these dot these like it dying or something. Yeah, this is uh, this is another thing we're seeing everywhere. Yeah. What yeah. is that? I just I just think it's uh, a reaction to the the change of the weather. You know, we've had well timed rains, mm-hmm. and now suddenly everything's dried out, and okay. so. Um, it started with one red oak, and uh, it's gone to the others. So you don't think that it's a problem? And the oak is losing its leaves. Yeah, is it uh, 
Are the, the little acorns falling off? Yeah. Them? Yeah. Uh, I hate that. Mine, mine is doing the same thing. I suspect a lot of folks are doing the same thing. Trace, are you getting that report? Lack of water. Yeah, and this. So this, what do I do? Well, you you don't have to do anything. Okay. Or you can if you uh, if it's a small or medium sized tree or newly planted, you can water, give it some, just lay the hose there by the the base. Yeah. How old uh, How old are oh, they? Oh, they're since 1995. <laughs> okay. Yeah. They're they big. Yeah. They, they'll. Uh, they they may continue to show this, and you may get an early drop, but I don't think it's a long-term problem. Okay. Issue. So just leave them alone. Yeah. If you got, if it's convenient, easy to water them, you could water them. It wouldn't hurt them a bit. Okay. But uh, I don't think in the long run it's going to be a problem. Thank you so oh, much. Thank you. Really All right. Thanks for being on the air. All right. We'll give this a trace. What's going on, man? You come up here with, what you know, man? Well, I actually had three of those exact same questions today oh did you really yes, did. wow so they were on newer newer trees but uh, so yeah we it was cool and wet all spring so the trees put on more leaves than normal bigger uh, bigger leaves than normal and then we go through this change as calvin was talking about and if they're not getting that same kind of irrigation or better since it's hotter that's the symptom is the the leaves start turning brown now so far everybody i've talked to this morning the leaves are falling off and that's a good thing if they turn brown and they stayed on the tree, that's yeah. not a good thing. Oh, okay. right. So the tree's trying to fix itself. It's just a matter of a little bit better or timely irrigation. Cool. Yeah, it is a major adjustment. I mean, we 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 haven't had a lots of rain this year, but it's been, it has been well timed, almost up yeah. to average. But this last uh, all these ninety-five degree days with no rain has suddenly yeah. caught up. You notice you mentioned that Jerry in your lawn that you really oh, oh, yeah. really saw the division. So well, folks I mean, have to make a decision too on their lawns. I see a lot more people now are uh, sprinkling their lawns. The the aquifer level is still much higher than average. I let the horse herb take more of it. Do you? Yeah, but it's it's kind of. Backing out now that uh, mine's still going, dry. Gang, still going gangbusters. Oh, I haven't watered mine. It's kind of, I don't. It's kind I, of yeah, I don't do it. Kicking back. Don't water the lawn, but I do uh, a lot of like cut flower garden, a vegetable garden. Uh, you know, you got to run like the drip irrigation a couple times a week at least to yeah. keep up to the. Oh yeah, it's drying. Uh, she mentioned roses. Uh, don't we prune our roses in August? Yeah, it's, I thought we did it in uh, September. September. Okay. I, I would think climbers pretty soon here, though. Yeah. In I the th- old days, I, I didn't we? I thought it was coming. In yeah, in August. the old days, I thought we, uh, and I thought we kind of re- kind of re- revised it. To maybe, later. Maybe I'm wrong, yeah, but. Okay. Well, climbers are going to bloom on old wood. I would think you'd almost have to do that at the end of August. So they get the growth back out so you have a place for it to bloom the next yeah, year. Yeah, usually on climbers, you do it after they bloom. Right. Right after they bloom. But uh, I was, I, now, I don't know, but what, what kind of road did you say she had? Uh, uh, that new road? That they, oh, the uh, the the one you'd like, Trace, that uh, runs along the ground. Drift. 
Trim. Yeah, does it? Do they prune it or uh, just trim it back a little bit? I would cut off whatever looks bad from the summer. Okay. And, and just like every other rose, as soon as the weather cooperates more, it's going to start looking better and bloom better. better. Okay. So we wait to September to do that. Huh? Well, yeah, I don't suppose we have to. I'm looking online too. The cool, cool weather. When do we when do we expect it to get cooler in the evening after? August 15th or yeah. September 1? September. It's End always September. a milestone. Doesn't say this is by. It's an article from 2011 saying it's it's time to, oh, come on. <laughs> it just turned off on me. It says time to prune roses, but I can't see when it was written. It's one of those, uh, if it's not 100 degrees out, huh? But anyway, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, the number to call. I'm looking at an old gardening oh. calendar. Oh, this says this is for February. Oh. Okay, so what do you yeah, That's different than August. Yeah. And it says uh, uh, prune roses, except climbing varieties, uh, should be pruned early in August. Wow. Wow. Now this is all. This these are old deals that were in the sound and way back in there. Uh, to ensure fall fall bloom, remove one third of the bush with old canes, dead canes, and spent bloom stems, comprising the majority of that removed. And uh, we talk about uh, more on more about roses and fall pruning of roses can be found on the website plantanswers.com this this will stimulate vigorous new growth and abundant fall bloom so uh, it, it says in early August uh, I, th- I think because of our extremely hot falls uh, we've been Procrastinating, moving it back. Yeah, moving, it probably wouldn't hurt. Up. But you probably got a little flexibility because it's not doesn't seem like you're going to get a lot of new yeah, growth yeah, in this until area. it cools. Yeah. So right. well, I don't know how, what the rosarians because the rosarians prune uh, according to their shows. You know when they're going to have their rose show. But uh, I, I think we did all right by moving it up. I just didn't know if those uh, those types of roses uh, responded to fall pruning or not. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Trace, what else is going on? Uh, did we ever get uh, Mark calling? No, Mark never called us. I wanted to talk about that. But, All right, uh, so we'll, uh, we'll, get, we'll bug him to call us next Saturday. Uh, great selection on vegetables, and uh, including your favorite tomatoes. Mm-hmm. And right. as, as I predicted, and Jerry predicted, the uh, we were going to start having fewer four-and-a-half-inch and more of them in gallon oh, cans. Gallons. That way they're uh, a little further along, so uh, those people that procrastinated planting early can still uh, have time to produce. Okay. Well, and it gives you those, even the four and a half, but especially the gallon, you give you, you've got a root system there, and it gives you a little uh, insurance or slack in terms of dealing with this 97-degree heat, making sure they get watered. 
probably got to water them every day uh, for a while to get them established. And uh, real quick, before we have to go to break, uh, talk about the, uh, we were talking a little bit about the unadvertised specials. Oh, yes. Um, you still so got great myrtles left? Uh, not great myrtles. Uh, Bougainvilles. Bougainvilles oh, left? St- still got them left in all kinds of sizes. Anything from uh, like gallon cans on it to the re- some really big patio trees. Mm. Uh, so all of the Bougainvilles, no matter what size, they're half price. And then we've got the really large caladium bulbs on special. Their value's to six ninety We've got them for two Oh, that's a good deal. And if you, I think there's a multiple you buy a few more like 25 of them and it's even a better price okay so you've heard it here first hey we got to take a break we're going to be back in a moment you're listening to millburgers gardening south texas 210-308-8867 we still have some time after the break so give us a call let's talk gardening with you at 210-308-8867 more of millburgers gardening south texas coming up on 9 30 a.m the answer Hi, it's Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road with some great events that are coming up at Millburgers. First off, we're going to have the Blood Drive. The Blood Drive is going to be August 17th over at Millburgers. And to support the Blood Drive, Millburgers will give a $10 gift certificate to each person willing to donate, whether you qualify or not. You even get two certificates if you do a dual donation. And then if you give blood, you will be in the drawing for a $200 gift certificate to Millburgers. So you want to be sure to mark your calendar for August 17th from 10 a.m. to 1.30 for the Blood Drive. We've had some great success with these and we want to make sure we continue helping your south texas neighbors so mark your calendar for august 17th and then mark it for august 31st from nine to three when we have the lions club free kids site vision screening over at millburgers for more information on all these events go to millburgernursery.com that's millburgernursery.com This is Jerry Boyer of Town Hall Finance for townhall.com. Amazon recently announced that it will no longer sell books by Dr. Joseph Nicolosi and others which help people deal with unwanted same-sex attraction. With this, we've crossed a new boundary in the no longer latent authoritarianism of the sexual revolution. In Judaism and Christianity, your nature is defined by God. In ancient Greek thought, it was defined by nature. Our modern, ongoing sexual revolution threw all of that aside and said that you define yourself. Your will decides your identity. But now, even that restraint is being thrown off, and a one-way door is erected in its place. If you want to self-identify as gay, you can, and help is available. But if you want to self-identify as straight, the help window is slammed shut. Amazon is moving in a chilling direction, from online bookseller to online book censor. I'm Jerry Boyer. Publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. The Marketplace page at 930amtheanswer.com has a great deal available on tuition to one of San Antonio's premier Christian schools. Trinity Christian Academy is a Christ-centered school that teaches truth, cultivates Christian character, and academic excellence. And for a limited time, you can get a voucher for a year of tuition valued at $6,000 for only $4,000. But you need to act fast as this deal won't last long. Get the complete details at the Marketplace page at 9.30amtheanswer.com. The Cal Thomas Commentary is brought to you by Values Through Media. Now here's syndicated columnist Cal Thomas. 
On the day of the second debate among Democrat presidential candidates, President Trump cut the rug out from under Senator Bernie Sanders when he said the U.S. will open the door to cheaper drugs from Canada so long as they meet our standards. Pharmaceutical companies fear their bottom lines will be affected, but competition is at the heart of the U.S., and forcing drug companies to compete will help lower prices. Republicans should also be pushing for lower malpractice costs. Thankfully, hospitals must now publish their prices before a patient is admitted and during treatment. Many Democrat candidates are promising Medicare for all, requiring 170 million people with private policies to give them up along with their doctors. That's unlikely to fly. Would you want the government telling you what kind of care you get and which doctor you can see and then wait for weeks to be seen? Not to mention paying more in taxes for less in service. The estimated cost is $32 million, but we know from previous experiments that initial costs are not final. I'm Cal Thomas. For a free copy of today's commentary, visit calthomas.com or write us at Values Through Media, P.O. Box 373340, Key Largo, Florida, 33037. That's P.O. Box 373340, Key Largo, Florida, 33037. Please specify the date and subject. Your tax-deductible gifts to Values Through Media help support us. Listen again next time for the Cal Thomas Commentary. Welcome back to Norberger's Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Oh, wow. A plant. I think he's the one that got the, uh, the pretty points again, us, too. Yeah. All right. 210-308-8867, our number, 210-308-8867. There we go. Let's see. I think I've gone over Calvin's article yesterday in the paper by mm-hmm. the... Uh, made in the shade lawn problems. Are we? Do we? Are we? How are we doing on the turf grass? Well, the sod. I assume you're meaning availability. Yeah, so, uh, availability. We, right now we can get both uh, palmetto and FJ Select. Okay. What well, did was palmetto the one that y'all claimed or had gotten some information that it'll. Do better in the shade. Well, those two are more shade forgiving than the others. FJ Select is the one that you're trying to remember, though. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's the newest one. That's the yeah, that's the one that uh, Arthur had. Yeah, it's got it, some of the characteristics of uh, Floratam too. Today. Yeah, yeah, but they say it does better in the shade. Huh? Tolerates. Okay, but you got to be uh, for our audience out there. You got to be. Careful not to think that it's going to solve yeah, right. all the shade problems. Right. You know, two or three percent or four percent better shade tolerance but, that doesn't always answer the. But yeah. David is recommending that one now. David is. David is. Well, if it grows, he knows. <laughs> so if he's recommending it, <laughs> the 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 Milberg one, FJ. FJ Select. FJ Select. That's after his uh, well, daddy. Yeah, daddy uh, remind everybody, too, that they, they can see all these turf grasses mm-hmm. uh, yeah. laid out there here at Millburgers. They've got beds, relatively large beds, uh, uh, for all most of the selections that are available, right? You bet. Uh, in fact, I tell a lot of people, walk out there, take your shoes off, walk in it, and mm-hmm. that, way, that way you know what it's going to be like when you've got it at home. Yeah, I heard Claudette out there hollering at somebody that was walking in that, <laughs> that ground cover, you know. Hey, <laughs> wait a minute. No, she wasn't. 
<laughs> but uh, yeah, that 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 really helps you uh, and, and visual, visualize the. Yeah, you can see uh, it. Yeah, because everybody has a little different taste, and then you can weigh the uh, the uh, characteristics of the of the grass and make a decision that's really going to satisfy you for a long time. Now we're out of Floristam, right? For now. Yeah. But it's coming back sooner or later. Sooner or later. But uh, FJ Select would be a would be a good substitute. Be a better substitute for shade. Yeah, right. And so would Palmetto. Yeah. Alrighty. Sounds Thanks, good. Thank you so much. We need to begin to wrap up. Uh, so we want to encourage you to go to MillburgerNursery.com, where you'll see all about all the events that we talked about today. Uh, here at the nursery, you'll find out more about the uh, things that are on sale, too, when you go to MillburgerNursery.com. That's MillburgerNursery.com. Thanks to Al doing a great job with the music and getting the calls on the air and making us sound so good. And as always, thanks to you for listening. Uh, you be sure to uh, join us next uh, Saturday and Sunday. And by the way, you can go to uh, 930amtheanswer.com to find the podcast of the show as well, 930amtheanswer.com. I will give you the podcast. I'm Milton Glick. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.